Super Talk Mississippi media production. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is the Garden Mama Show, the Weekend Gardening Show, the How You Doing on Saturday or whenever you might be listening show. And yes, our friend Curious Dave is uh, in Lisbon, Portugal today. <laughs> and, and, and you, are, you know, given it's Mississippi and it's uh, you know holiday season. Yes, sir. It's how your mama and them. All of them. How your mama and them. And, ma- and listen now, I'm going to tell you this, Lance. You need to know this. By the way, Lance is here, so when you call or when you text, you're likely to hear from him. <laughs> he'll have, he'll fortunately for you answer the phone, get you here on the air. He doesn't like to be your voice, but he will if you force him to. So he, 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 we like to hear your voice. And, of course, the texts that come in oftentimes have comments, frankly, from both of us, some of which are arable and some of which are not. That's kind of why we do that. We may as well give out those phone numbers. 888-808-8637 is the Super Talk call line. 601-879-4395 is the C Spire text line. There are so many things going on in the garden world. Let's see. What died in the freeze? What didn't? I have some surprises. I guess I should have sent those pictures over. I'll do that in a little while. The the bigger question, though, is what about this drought? We are now in record-setting territory, friends, and it's not the kind of records we want to set. So we can talk about those issues. And, of course... What do you do now that it's going to be, oh, I don't know, autumn, early autumn, late summer again for at least a week, probably longer? I have ideas about all of those things because, of course, I'm the garden mama, and that's what I think about to the exclusion of almost everything else in my life. You should get in touch today. Today, in fact, today is National Candy Day. Isn't that handy that that comes on the Saturday after Halloween? I suppose that's because... You know, some people just can't quite get enough of all that, or because this is the day when they go from 50% off to 10% of the original value. I think it's more of a marketing (laughs) thing, because you got all of these huge bags of candy that are left unsold, and it doesn't last forever. I can tell you that, because I have definitely gotten into the Halloween candy around Easter, (laughs) and uh, you're like, I don't know, this doesn't taste as fresh as... And much of it does not thaw well, either, I can tell you that. I I, I don't know... Peanut butter, it gets dry after a while. There, so yeah, the Reese's, also, it, you need it, to get it, into it. It all has a lifespan. Yeah, if it's got that, it if, it's the, uh, if it's the Halloween Reese's, I'd go in and eat those. But I think the Dum Dums last forever. Th- those are, yeah, that's kind of like a sure Twinkie, I think. You can, <laughs> th- that's a, a nuclear nobody, attack. Nobody does that, do they? They don't give out Twinkies, I hope. No, I don't oh think so. Goodness, that's I too expensive not. now. I mean, you're, you're talking about. Well, that's true. You got three that's easy payments of 75 cents, you know? To get all of that done. Yeah. Per, on the other hand, 
Uh, on the other hand, today is National Easy Bake Oven Day, so if you if you have that candy, you may want to turn it into cookies. Was, yeah, that's yeah. a heck of a thing. I had uh, at one time a friend who had a daughter, and she would bake the little Easy Bake cakes for me, sure. and they were amazing. Sure. I, I would crush one of those things. Of course. Yeah. Now I don't know what Easy you're... Bake is a whole culture. I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> yes. People put on pink aprons I, I learned, and, yeah. and do all of these things. I I have been to a party where the Easy Bake Oven was the centerpiece, but that's a story for a well another day. What's on your green mind today? I have to tell you, with all of this up, down, change, crazy, and now I've, I, I have to tell you, I have a week of wonderful garden weather, except that there's no water. So I'm going to have to water some things before I can do some other things. But in the cold and then the hot and then the cold and then the hot, I'm really surprised that it took Massachusetts Institute of Technology to come up with this particular invention. I would have thought... And I say this with all honesty, that the textile department, which is quite something at, at LSU, but at a couple of other schools around the South, would have come up with this first. The Massachusetts Institute of Technology is letting us know that we now have, this is such a great thing, Fibrobo. What? That's right, Fibrobo. It's a liquid crystal fiber that can change its shape. Hold on now in response to thermal stimuli, that is to say heat and cold. So in other words, my jacket could change to accommodate the weather rather than me changing my jacket to accommodate the weather. Given that we have plenty of days when it starts out really chilly and it may be windy but not so cold later, that's a brilliant thing. Given that we have weeks, you know, how many coats is one supposed to own after all? We have weeks that are freezing followed by weeks that are definitely not but still might require a sleeve. Come on, y'all. This is great stuff. The fibers can also be included with conductive thread, which acts as a heating element when you put the, when you put the electric current through it. So in other words, you can warm the jacket up before you put it on and go out in it. I love this. This is so smart. There are better, by the way, fabrics now with UV in penetration in them as well. Remember when we first started looking at those UV shirts, the ones that were they were coated so that you wouldn't get sunburned and whatnot? Well, they weighed about 10 pounds, and they were real stiff, and they didn't wash very well. But better things are here, and we are there's there's a lot to be said for why we have to do this, but in terms of coping with the changes in our environmental conditions, some of these things can be pretty nifty. Pretty nifty. Oh, I'm about to get my desire, y'all. Come on. I have said many times, I'm going to go just a little silly on you, so, so hold on to your coffee. A whole bunch of people told me that when I got vaccinated, when I took the shot, when I got the inoculation, when I got stuck, whatever, however you want to put it, with, for the COVID situation, okay, and then the flu shot, and then whatever else one might get. I was told by many people that that was going to put something in me that was going to cause me to have all kind of data collected. Well, I figured they collected my data already, first of all. But here it is, folks. It's a wearable device that works like a flash drive, and you put it on your finger, and your memories and whatnot go through that into wherever you want to put it. So in other words, if you're tired, like I certainly was, of filling out the exact same forms for the exact same children every year of their school life, when you know those forms are either being thrown out or they're in a computer somewhere already, this is brilliant. You just go and go poke, and there it is. You want to know what my blood pressure's been for the last six months, Doc? Here we go. Poke. There it is. This is so, so smart. If we can possibly do this, it's experimental right now, but it does indeed generate power 
from your finger as it is bending. That's what puts all the information into it. I know it sounds like science fiction. It's not. We have to get with these things. Yes, sir. No, I just, in the, the same vein of thought, mm-hmm. I, I, I mm-hmm. thought I'd read an article a while back about you know, the ability, or we're getting to where you can use your smartphone to change the color of your clothes based upon a certain type of fabric. And when you mentioned that a moment ago, and, and then again right there, um, I, I was like, I, I know I read that, and so I did, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I, it wasn't you a did dream. not dream it. was not it. a dream. <laughs> uh, it's called chromorphous. Oh, fun. And it, each fiber contains a small conductive micro wire inside. See? Each fiber. So smart. And so you can go to your phone and change the shade or the color of your wear. So if you have kids... Yeah, I guess you got to keep them out of the pool or keep them from getting wet or something. Probably I'm so. not sure. It, something, it, yeah. yeah there's, there would be limits. But you can imagine the how that would be extremely uh, handy, especially you're in a hurry in the morning. Just put something on. We'll, That's right. We're we'll gonna, choose the design it, it on won't the ride. Be, I promise it won't be what you wore yesterday. Mom, Bang. But I want, no, no, no. Put it on and let's go, go, go. And in the car, you got, you know, okay, well, do you want stripes or polka dots? Or are you going with pink or teal? Mom, you, I want you, this. I want this because yeah. they all have an opinion. Bing, done. It. I like it. I think it could really change a lot of things in the same way that if I didn't have to still, if I didn't have to go outside and see how cold it is to know which jacket to put on, right. it would be a better world. <laughs> Let's face it. Come on. It would, I mean, I just, I don't know when this is going to be on the rack mm-hmm. at the department store, but I'm hopeful. But technology has, there are great things that come along with it. Absolutely. You know, it, it just, we have to be patient sometimes, but this is something you go, wow, that's pretty cool. It, the applications. I saw a tool the other day that we talked about, and, and I'd seen versions of it, and then you all of a sudden see one that's there, basically the same thing as the old game or the old thing that had the pins where you'd stick your hand in it or put your, lay it on your face. <laughs> And it's the same concept, but, but it's now same, but it's, it's a practical application. Exactly, it has. You, we've waited forty years for this. Things can be sophisticated. <laughs> things can be a little bit more sophisticated. Sometimes you got to be patient, but it's we coming. like that. I want to let you know. Speaking of sophisticated, people have been bringing tropical plants into their houses forever. All right. As soon as there was somebody that had a tropical plant and realized it was cold outside, they brought that plant inside. But we are getting so much better at things like green walls and things like indoor ponds which is which may or may not maybe the size of a quart jar but the point is that we're putting the sounds of water and the calming effects of that into our houses we're doing all of these things it all starts with bringing the tropical plants indoors making sure they don't have any bugs or whatnot in them when you're bringing them in and then of course giving yourself the opportunity to provide the appropriate amounts of light and I don't know. Let's see. Mm. It, at my place, it's all the plants are jammed together so that I don't need to add humidity. They do that for themselves. But I do have an awful lot of plants that require being moved back and forth because I don't have quite as many lights as I would like to have. So they have to switch the shelves sometimes. One of my missions today, yep, got to water all the indoor plants. I haven't counted the pots somewhere around 60 but anyway they'll all get a little drink today if i can remember to put something underneath them so these are all your struggles or my struggles this is the garden that's what we do but as soon as i finish that i'm headed outside if you did what i asked you to do about a month ago and prepped some soil to plant wildflowers or perennial seeds any of that any of those seeds now's the time to do that
And we are right in a perfect patch for it because the seeds are going to sit there for a little while. Most of these things, whether, for instance, if you if you want annual larkspur, this is a great time to start that project. It may come up this fall. The weather may get too cold. It may not come up until the very earliest point after the first of the year. Either way, they're there and they're ready for you. So that's the annual that I wish you would plant at this point. You can still plant, of course, coneflowers and poppies and anything else you're willing to take a bit of a chance on. But make sure you have your sweet pea flower seeds. This is the month. Classic stuff. Uh, the, the, the Miriam rule is plant them in Zone 8 on Thanksgiving. When you're tired of washing dishes or talking to your relatives or whatever you're doing, go outside and plant sweet peas. If they make it, they'll be absolutely beautiful. But if they don't make it because the winter turns on you, you can replant again on Valentine's. And that's one of the ways that we remember these things. It's just some of the stuff that we can do and that we should do now because, frankly, so many people try to garden in July, and they call me, they, they, they stop me in the grocery store sometimes, and they go, this is awful. <laughs> Why do you people do this stuff? Well, because we do less in July most of the time than we do in November, and now's the time for all of that. We'll be talking about those tropical plants on November the 13th at Lakeland Yard and Garden in Flowood, 1130 as usual. Becky Potts and I are going to be bringing our ideas about keeping those tropical plants in the house and, frankly, making more space in your house for them. Uh, we're not going to sell your furniture for you, but we'll help you. <laughs> if you need a little help to decide to get rid of it, I have no problems with that. That's all going on. So we're we're taking care of the indoor plants. We're also planting things outside. And, yep, we've just rolled over into the best time of the year, if we had had some rain, to plant trees and shrubs. I want to ask you to wait on that. I've had at least 10 people in the last week say, okay, can I plant this? I get these. I get great emails. I get emails with pictures of plants I've never seen before. And I honestly think y'all make them up sometimes. But it's still, if it's a woody plant, if it's a tree or a shrub, I would like for you to wait a little bit to do that because we've not had any – we're so far behind in terms of water for the year that if you want to plant a tree, if you really need to do that, go ahead and, and take your drip irrigation, take some kind of soaker hose, take something and water that area for at least a day before you even think about digging it. Right now you need a pickaxe to get into most of the soils. I was you know, looking and watching. You see the birds are having a hard time. They're peck, 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 pecking, uh, working real hard There's out in the courtyard. And, and it made me think if if you're planting seeds and stuff, they're probably not going to get much rain. So it, it may be somewhat of a obstacle course for the bird if you have cats because this is the perfect time. That's kind of like That's, bait. you know. Yeah, it's sort of a buffet. Yeah, and I know with yours, you've, you've got a young one that is, uh, he's, learning, he's learning the ropes. So I'm curious when there'll be a pretty red bird at no, your door. No, 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 no. That, that, I don't think he's that good. They're, they're pretty quick. I don't think he's that good. But we shall see. I'll have to hobble. But if you do want to plant seed this time of year, and I know a lot of uh, the, the food plots yes. are uh, – what do you do? We're still trying. Well, yeah, you got if you did a little bit, it, I mean, it's going to some of it is, mm -hmm. but if you can use this is one of my favorite uses for the heavy-duty flat-headed garden rake, which has got real it's not a leaf rake, it's the other kind, garden rake. And because you can drag it across the surface, you can do this with tractor, you know, attachments, but you can also do it by hand if it's a small space. Drag that that way, then you've got a little bit of a textural surface and then water it one time, put the seed out. 
And yeah, you got to learn how to tamp. You have to push down, push them down in to make some contact with the soil, but not bury them so deep that they're down in the dry part. So it's a it's a little bit of a trick at this point. Make sure you're getting them planted. Then I'm in favor of hay. Birds don't like to go through hay to try and get to your seeds, and oftentimes because of the color, you know, just a, a bleached hay type thing is going to be harder for them to see. Hay is harder to find because we have had such a difficult summer that a lot of people don't have it. So I'm saying pine straw. We have plenty of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, with the fluctuations in the weather, with the temperatures ups and mm-hmm. downs, c- mm-hmm. close to freezing, then you'll be at 80. Is there any watering you know, ideas, or how do you we stay would, away from We would very much like to water once a week if it doesn't rain. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, you can't do that. I mean, planting seeds anyway is, is the ultimate gamble. Sometimes they get eaten by other things. Sometimes they rot in the ground. Sometimes they dry up. Sometimes they blow away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they sprout. You know, there's a, it, it's a, it's a toss-up. And you do the best you can, but if you're not going to try now for some of these things, you're not going to have another chance to try this year. Do, do, so super, I say cold, go for it. do super cold temps uh, stimulate? Yeah. They do? In the case of larkspurs and delphiniums and a lot of our coneflowers, a lot of the perennials that we would plant, Boltonias and asters and those things, the things that we would sow from seed now, need cold weather. They can't really sprout at all in hot weather. So they, they, they grow in hot weather, but they don't sprout. So that's, a, that's the way that one works. I've got the fleabane. Ridgeron is, is, is blooming right now. The Boltonia's blooming. The Clara Curtis mums are blooming. The bunch of things that are making the bees very, very happy. And that's part of why we want to make sure that you're planting now So next year at this time, they can be just as happy. How about that? Hey, stick around. This is the Garden Mama Show. Most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, and even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. You better keep on rolling. Rapid Oil Change, offering big savings with hometown service since 1984. Let us earn your business. Routine maintenance complete on most makes and models in just a matter of minutes. We change oil, not schedules. No upfront appointments needed. Drive in and save big. Your hometown fast service leader. Rapid Oil Change, where you should be going. If you don't see the rock, you better keep on rolling. 
keep on rolling. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Why are we on this planet? Did God create us just to work the nine to five grind and crash for the weekend? No, our creator wants to use us, you and me, to give back to others. You can be a part of God's bringing restoration to a fallen world by donating or volunteering or both at Gateway Rescue Mission right here in Jackson. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Don't blow your top when you're dealing with your roof and gutters. Call Complete Exteriors. Complete Exteriors offers roof inspections, repairs, full roof installations, and we'll take the stress out of all the insurance claims. Gutters from common 6-inch to custom copper. We also produce all custom copper work in-house, from copper dormers and roofing to gutters and flashing. All sheet metal is handcrafted in-house as well. Complete Exteriors, 601-326-2755. 601-326-2755. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? The new degree of comfort. You know, when you have favorite guitar players and favorite musicians and whatnot, there's stuff. You, there's too much room in your head for stuff. You got to put in extra ones, and that's an extra one. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was one of those obscure ones. Yes, that you, very. You just playing fun. around, looking and digging, and go. Hold on, now I don't know if I've heard this before. <laughs> Where but, is Stephen Still? Let yeah, me find and, him. And, and it, I, that one popped up. It, it knows. 
with, we were talking about technology. Algorithms. It starts finding you and yeah. knowing you a little bit, and that's one of the benefits. And it just threw that one in a few months ago, mm-hmm. and I kept listening to it, going, "Man, that's that's really clean." I, and just the guitar playing yes. in it, yes. and the solo, just one dude doing that. He's, he's perfectly capable yeah. of it. Perfectly capable of it. Speaking of capable, my friends, I want to tell you that. Um, Andrew Young and and Carrie Dave Morgan I'm sorry Dave Morgan and Andrew Young are having an exhibit the guest artist is Dave Morgan this is Andrew's exhibit I didn't say that right but he'll forgive me I hope if you've never been to the Municipal Art Gallery in Jackson y'all come on it's really a nice gallery I enjoy it very much and his show is there this is called Searching for Abstraction, and it is brilliant. Is the Municipal Gallery the one attached to the Planetarium nope. one, or is that in, uh, that's nope. the, okay. It's on State Street. That's on State Street. Mm-hmm. Where exactly is that? Well, let's see. It is the 800 block. 800 block. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It's, a, and it's, a, it's, it's towards the city, towards downtown from, um, between Fortification yeah, and Yeah, you can check that out. Uh-huh. Yeah. You'd enjoy it. The, the, the work is brilliant, and the, the museum is a really nice museum. So there you are. I hope you all will do that. Speaking of treetops, oh, my goodness. Syracuse University is telling us some things that we may or may not want to know, but we need to be aware of. For those of you who have gotten tired of hearing me talk about the soil food web and the way that fungi is just the driving force in how roots can do their work in so many ways that we we have this relationship that the world is different when there's roots in the soil than when there's not and one of the main differences is that symbiotic relationship between the soil fungi and the roots themselves what is happening of course is that as things change we see them change and in trees depend on fungi But the fungi are affected, of course, just as the trees are, by things like this incredible drought or by other situations that we have in the in the changing world that we live in. They work well because they they help one another. Both benefit, of course. And unfortunately, we're seeing a lesser relationship between them, which, of course, gives me pause and should give you pause, too, because what works our trees, what makes them work is the fact that they are indeed in this relationship in the soil, when we dry the soil up, when we change it dramatically in terms of either temperature or water content, we do end up with these problems. And this is what I'm glad Syracuse is working on it because it's it's not going to resolve itself. We're going to have to take care of it. Wade from Petal, welcome in. What's going on? Well, it's uh, quince time, and I can't find any around Petal. I want to buy some quince. And chestnuts, if mm-hmm. anybody has any around Pell or Hattiesburg. Okay, I don't know, but I tell you the the market bulletin that comes out each week from you know from from our state agriculture department is one of the finest yes, publications ma'am. for that kind of information. I love it. I I haven't read it in the last month, so I can't tell you what's in it right this minute. But that's yep. one of the places to look. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I, I have got I got it. And I, I put articles in it, but hadn't had any nobody response, answers. So. Hmm, okay, have Come you gone? Have Come you on. looked at the? Have you looked at the chestnut um, folks' website? You know they've been restoring those chestnuts, and they've got some pretty active stuff on the web. I would just search them yeah, up. No. The quince I can't help you with. <laughs> the yeah. quince we got to find somebody we, with a tree. <laughs> yeah, right. The the just go to the 
uh, how, how did I go to it on just I, Google chestnuts? I would just Google up. I would start with organizations about chestnuts or, or chestnuts. I don't know. I don't think it's .com. But, you know, the idea being that there are preservation act, uh, organizations and conservation both in terms of the, that particular tree. So it, it right. shouldn't. I'll, I'll look for it during the break, but I don't know what it is off the top there of my head. There is an American Chestnut Thank you, Foundation. Sir. Oh, Foundation. That's and good. So uh, I went to, and, and it has uh, TACF.org, uh, Rescuing the American Chestnut. And it is a donate membership contact type of site. Mm-hmm. And you can go to the website to do that. And it has find a chapter. Um, and it may be where the southern region, it doesn't look like there's a chapter in Mississippi, but... No, but they're across the yeah, south, they're Alabama, though. Carolinas, mm-hmm. Georgia, mm-hmm. and Tennessee. So I hope that would help you a little bit. Maybe that would get you in the right yeah, spot. Yeah, I didn't think about saying American, because that would be the difference. That will, that's what will keep you from yeah. getting... I love Chinese chestnuts, but what he's looking for is the American ones. Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. it, Lance. Thank uh, you. Yes? Go well, ahead, Wayne. I, uh, I have... I have something that has come, uh, come back on my place down at Beaumont, and uh, it's the chickapins. I got three chickapins oh, that's come back. Good, good, good. And uh, they died out years ago, and I don't know how they come back, but I got three nice chickapin trees that's, uh, that's, that's buried this year. So, well, I, I don't have uh, the answer exactly, but I can tell you that we had so much water last winter that a whole lot of seeds came, a whole lot of things were able to grow that had not grown in a long time. We had seeds, right. we had weed seeds, but we also had very desirable trees that finally just woke up because there was so much right. wet weather then. That's one of the reasons why some of them are still alive now, because this summer's right. drought has been devastating. Well, can I plant the Jerusalem artichoke seed now? I would think so. Um, particularly okay. you're in petal. I wouldn't see any reason not to do that. I, I'm going to tell you again, water before you do, though, because <laughs> it's, right. oh, yes. right. it's tough uh-huh. out there. It's tough. Well, they're going to seed, so I just want sure. to turn around and, and uh, turn around and find them right back. You know, I don't see why not, because they're going to, they will literally drop themselves. In, what, when my experience in growing Jerusalem artichokes is that when they go to seed, you better collect the seed if you don't want a whole lot more Jerusalem artichokes because <laughs> they seed yeah, all over the place. <laughs> so, yes, I would think you'd go ahead and plant them. Okay. I right. appreciate it very Thank much. You, Thank you, sir. Good to hear from you today. Thank you much. It's so interesting. It's one of those plants that, that we don't necessarily, it's like chives. You, don't, you think, well, I'll just grow a pot of chives. And two years later, the chives are coming up er, literally everywhere, and Jerusalem artichokes will do that, too. Good morning. Good morning. Due to the drought on an existing lawn, should we plant ryegrass now, wait for rain, water, sow, and replant later? Just, this is so important. We've got lawns that are going to be in a little bit of a, of a stressed-out condition. If the weather, to say the least, if the weather turns out to be very, very cold this winter, they're going to really appreciate having that ryegrass top. The perennial ryegrass, of course, we plant now as an overseed, or if you've got bare dirt that you don't want to mud up during the winter, we plant it there. If you have stuff that you need, for example, I've seen people put it where they intended to grow a vegetable garden in the spring, but they needed to break the soil up. And perennial ryegrass can do that as well. It makes a good cover and it makes a good thing to dig in later on. Indeed, in terms of this lawn, if you can water once when you plant the seeds, I think now is a fine time to put the perennial rye in. 
The good news is that because you can plan it all the way into December, if it if it doesn't come up this time, you can turn right around and do it again in three weeks or so, which by which time we are hoping it's going to rain. But I don't know. If it is it hardy enough in in a planting stage like that to have a um, uh, like a two month, a three month old? A German short-haired pointer and a three-year-old dog <laughs> running all over it, or no. what, what kind? Yeah. So, if you have those issues, what's you can just thing? feed them the seeds. I think at this point. So, if you're trying to plant rye, though, in the stressed areas, it's probably going to stay stressed. It's going to be stressed. Mm-hmm. But if you can do, for example, if you've got the puppy that's going to go tear everything up, block the area just until it can cut, can can sprout. It'll be fine after that. But the problem, of course, is that. Anything that's disrupted during that sprouting process is going to be in more trouble later. I have I have seen plenty of situations where it rained the day after somebody planted rye and the ryegrass all came up down the hill from the house along the street, you know, and there was none up oh, in I've the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. I had a big yard. Did the same. They put out many. Twenty dollars is worth of ryegrass. Beautiful. I was all oh, so proud of myself. And then a big rain came, and then the ditch down at the bottom of the was gorgeous. Lot was the prettiest <laughs> thing you've ever seen. <laughs> well, it's not uncommon. It. Yeah, it it's not great. uncommon. So that's another reason to plant while it's dry, so that then you can get the water into the seeds as opposed to having the rain wash them away. So hopefully that's going to work out. Let's see. Um, Jackie from Brandon. Good morning, Jackie. I hope you are well. She says that she wants to know if we're supposed to water our azaleas and gardenias, or are they dormant? Hmm, I don't think they're quite dormant yet. They may have they may have gone dormant, but if you haven't watered them since before the last cold spell, I think this would be a good week to do that, maybe towards the end of the week, because it is going to be 80 degrees, 85 degrees maybe in Brandon, and you just want them to have – you don't want to encourage them to grow – by watering them every three days and fertilizing them. You don't want to do that. But just to water them for maintenance once a week this week, I think I would do that. In fact, I may at my house. Is there anything, like, given that we had such a rough summer and parts of the azaleas and and gardenias look like a beef jerky version of mm-hmm. a plant. Is there something during the winter you can do to? Con- no. no. This is the time to throw that. Time. This is the time to throw that blanket of twinkly lights over it, <laughs> and use it like you know a structure rather than a plant that doesn't look so good. If we start pruning and then we get a warm December, we end up with new growth that then freezes in January and February, or worse yet, keeps trying to grow. And you end up having to prune the thing again because it gets messed up later on. So it, it's better to just kind of hunker down with them and let them sit there and let them be there. I'm, I have there's, – there's parts of my place that don't look like they froze. There's other parts that really don't look too good at all. I'm happy to say the bamboo doesn't look too good <laughs> at this point. I'm glad of that. Uh, this is a great question. I've always wondered on this one. That, Ed, I mean, that's the way. How do I walk in the yard without getting those little stickers all yeah. over? Yeah. Which Ed from New Haven's reading my mind. He, he's. It's. It's always a good question. And in fact, we're we're rolling up. We we think about putting out pre-emerge herbicides that control those things in September. Hardly anybody did that, or if they did, the the weeds have begun to sprout anyway. I think that you're going to be best served by the early January, late December, early January, pre-emerge timing for those stickers. That's generally speaking, they come up about that time, and that's when that's why you put down the pre-emerge to suppress that seed from sprouting. It's not to say that some of them aren't going to still be there from last year. 
but it's less likely. They like dry weather, but they don't like wet soil. So hopefully some of them got suppressed in the spring last year, because otherwise we would all be walking on stickers this year. And hopefully we won't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, those things are annoying when you're trying to enjoy very a very barefoot walk in the yard. They're very annoying. They're, um, is there any a specific grass that they like better i mean is or is it just a no. they just find an they, environment they, they are like. just like most of the things that we consider weeds in the lawn they have a work they have work to do but it's not within our lawn grass and so as a result of that they when the soil is when the soil tends to be too dry we will see much more sticker weed because they like that condition. If the lawn, for example, is too wet for you to, for the turf that you're growing, you're more likely to see dollar weed because it loves that water. It's just funny. It, the, the condition of your lawn says as much about which one of those things are going to be your problem as just about anything else. One thing that does happen, we've talked about this before, you get dry weather again. We end up with the grubs alongside the sidewalks and driveways because that's the warmest, driest space. What I'm hearing from people is that, in fact, there's more of that. There, there are more grubs that shouldn't be there at this time of the year because they can find them farther out, and so people are seeing moles, which is what the moles are looking yeah, for. Yeah, Paul, was, he, he said he was having a hard time with them. We talked last week about that, and you said just push them to the neighbor. <laughs> that's <Encourage> basically. <laughs> Encourage them to move. Huh? Okay, now let's see. Kathy's in Zone 8. Oh, now, see, here's another one of my favorite soups. Our butternut squash was covered well this past week. We had squash that was not ready to pick. Should we leave them on the vine to continue to ripen, or are they toast? I doubt seriously that they're toast. But if you look at the stem end and it is all browned up, the chances are not are that they're not going to grow anymore, and you should go ahead and pick them and see what you can get out of them. If, they're, if the stem is still healthy, though, you're going to get some more growth in, in terms of filling the squash out. Really wonderful thing. One thing, do you have a T-shirt you could give away? I have a, something I wanted to throw out as trivia. It, <laughs> yes. Okay. If y'all can name uh, Garden Mama's favorite greenhouse uh, company, <laughs> if you listen, you will know who this is. She she'll she'll have a shirt for the winner of that. Absolutely. Perfect. We are taking names for that too. So, by the way, how are your onions doing? We will have to talk about that today. This is the Garden Mama Show. This is Ernie Johnson Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Please do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Energy for everyone. Propane. 
If recent hailstorms have invited Lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, Lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit LoseTheLeak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we're here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or halseyinsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E-Y insurance. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda's super quiet generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassles that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon, where we've been serving you for over 30 years with the finest in outdoor equipment since 1993. When you want mouth-watering flavors, friendly service, and a menu that makes the whole family happy, you want Spillway Diner in Brandon, a hidden gem of Old Fan and Road. We serve your favorite breakfast, dinner, and daily blue plate specials. From savory omelets to country fried steaks, pork chops, and the best fried chicken and catfish around, there's something for everyone, and everyone leaves satisfied. Guaranteed. Come on down to Spillway Diner off Old Bannon Road in Brandon. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook for this week's specials. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com Can't play, but I sure will listen. Yeah, Bobby can. Oh, look out. He's something else. (laughs) Look, that's some serious. Yeah, I love it. Serious. I I think Van the Man probably learned from Bobby. I I had a neighbor that took lessons from Fingers Taylor, and so we were were like 12, 13, 14. (laughs) 
and man alive, I, he was terrible to start with. Sure. But it didn't but take many lessons with Fingers is. Taylor for everybody him to is. start coming around. And I was like, goodness gracious. Well, we have been lucky enough to have um, Charlie Musselwhite and his beautiful wife as a listener to this program. From time to time, he, of course, the ultimate harmonica man and i i was listening to some of his work this week and remembering how much i really appreciate the harmonica it's something i I, i'm i'm okay with a lot of other unusual and oddball interests but i can't really listen to a kazoo for as long or to even an accordion sorry but that's just the way it is and on the other hand harmonica music take me all day long well then, then now we know we need to yes, get like uh, more harmonica get more harmonica mm-hmm. like more cowbell uh, <laughs> but no we need to figure out a way to get you like henry a theme, gray and the cats music for, right. henry gray yeah. and the cats okay that's we'll just no, go I'll there bobby and say hey man, you think you could come up with a garden mama oh, theme my. song uh, you just, just background music for an absolutely, hour absolutely absolutely all day long if that's what makes you happy we can make that work <laughs> i guarantee you you are the garden mama well thank you sir yeah. <laughs> i have to tell you what else makes me happy this is beautiful tennessee red peanuts oh my goodness i don't know who you are let's see if i can find out who you are these are Gorgeous. The butter beans before were there, and they looked great. Oh, it's Mike. Hey, Mike in Lamar County. I'm, I think, yeah, tell me. I mean, I think you should be pulling them. Like, tell me what they look like. You show me a picture when you pull some up. That's wonderful. Gosh, that's a lot of peanuts, too. We grow a lot of peanuts in Mississippi. You know that? that that's You and I had that conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago after I went in the trademark building and grabbed That's a, right. That's right. Grabbed as many bag, little bags <laughs> of airplane peanuts. And you know they're from the Mississippi Peanut Growers. I was blown away. They're delicious. Delicious like, Why peanuts. are we eating planters? We got them right here. Better here, as a matter of fact. So between butternut squash and red peanuts, and of course today is indeed the Sweet Potato Festival in Vardaman. Good morning, y'all. Oh, and congratulations to both Vardaman and Calhoun City for having great football oh, teams yeah, this now. year. It's something in them taters. I'm telling, <laughs> you, telling you, people need they'll be exporting them to Alabama before you know it. They're like, well, what in the world's in them taters over My there? My goodness. Well, and, and the really the fun thing about I, I mean, I come from you know coaches and marching in the band and all those things. The fun thing about high school football is that it is absolutely the the best of team sports. And I'm I'm not I'm not going to say anything about anybody else, but a good coach can get people to do what they should do and learn things that are lessons that apply to the rest of their life. And I know that's what's going on in Barnumant. Beautiful, beautiful. Sweet Potato Capital of the World, 50 years of tradition. Today is the Sweet Potato Festival. Thank you, Trey, as always. <laughs> oh, no. She had to work. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Paula. <laughs> Paula was Paula was hoping... Not to be working today, but she had to work. Thank you very, very much. you really kind to us. Thank you so much. Okay, Bill. <laughs> Guess what, Bill? <clears throat> Sometimes it has to happen this way. Bill in, in Poplarville says, I planted these onions in the spring, but they did awful. My wife took over and transplanted them about six weeks ago, and wow, are they happy. This is great. Y'all could be having... Y'all could be having um, what they call scallion pancakes, where you take green onions and put them into your your pancakes, um, turn that all into a real thin, crepey sort of thing. That's fancy food there. But those are beautiful. I have uh, four different kinds of green onion going, and I'm happy to say that they're all doing well, too. But these are just beautiful. And, yes, Bill, we appreciate your wife. She saved them. (laughs) Jack and Clinton, welcome in. What's going on? 
Well, you mentioned delphiniums in your last mm-hmm. newsletter, and I've always wanted to grow them because, you know, delphiniums and lupins are pretty much the same thing, aren't they? Well, delphiniums and larkspur are closer, but they're all in that same... Well, okay, gotcha. That same anyway, line. I've always wanted to grow them, and you mentioned in your last letter. Now, can I plant them now and they'll bloom next year, or am I going to have to wait another year? Well, this is our hope, is that we would plant them now, and because they would go through the winter and survive and start growing immediately after the first of the year when the weather allows for that, it's the same as larkspurs. I will tell you okay. that delphinium are pickier. So for that reason, my most successful delphiniums I have seeded in the fall, but at the same time, because I had a little space, I had a greenhouse at that time, and I had a little space for them, I started some seeds in late December so that just in case those other ones didn't make it, I could plant those at the very beginning of February or March, okay? They're, Great. It, yeah. You kind of have to watch the weather with these things, but it is sort of like the sweet peas. If we plant and the winter gets terrible and cold and everything, you know, kind of goes sideways on us, we can go again in February. So try them right. twice. <laughs> I'll do it. Thank you. Thank you. So Thank very you, much. Jack. Have fun. You know, that's one of the flowers that we don't think about as much because they are a little more complicated and they're a little bit fussier. Larkspurs tend to be easier for us, but. Delphiniums are awfully dramatic. Just beautiful, beautiful things. I was happy to share in this week's newsletter. Yeah, by the way, All Things Garden Mama newsletter, It's we're, we're rolling into um, renewal time. I'm going to make that announcement next week because I like to do that for about six weeks before we actually start the new year. And if you want to give gifts to people, nobody has ever said, don't send me this anymore. I hate it. Okay, let me just put it that way. <laughs> this particular incarnation I've been doing for about five years. But it, it, it has things that are going on in my garden, things that should be going on in my garden, things that should be going on in your garden, and really just an opportunity to get yourself into the garden mood on a Friday when it pops up in your email box. Also, there's always a little bit of a push for the show here because I want everybody to listen to the show, and it's not necessarily that you would remember. So here is today's push story, the one that I want to let you know about, and I did if you happen to get the newsletter. Guess what? This one's for Lance. If you want to get something done, you have to get angry. It turns out, it turns out that me and my milk toast Pollyanna point of view are not nearly as effective. Not getting angry beyond silly anger, not, not stupid anger. But putting the pressure on yourself to perform is really where it all goes. American Psychological Association has realizes that we have considered anger a negative emotion, but it is a powerful motivator when it causes things to change. And sometimes the more challenging the goal, the more you need to steal yourself. And yes, the more you need to put the anger that you can't get that to work or you can't figure that out or you can't do that that's when you can actually put it to work i'm not very good at that i get mad and walk off and come back but if i would be a little more persistent perhaps i could do some of these things there are experiments more than a thousand people um all kinds of stuff they elicited emotional responses and then gave them a challenging goal to see how they would deal with it Interestingly enough, if they had kind of gotten these people upset a little bit about something, the idea is, for example, something that involves a challenge became more likely to be something they wanted to do. I I agree. Well, I know you do. When I I was a kid, uh, 
playing sports, a guy, a great, a, a very good coach, he said, if you'll just slap him a few times and then put him out on the field, <laughs> you're not going to beat him. And that's why you get me a little mad. I was, I, it just see? made me, it was more fun. Yeah, well, little, see, the, and that, that's exactly, a little you and the psychologists agree. I'm going to work on it. I always like to feel like I learn something new every day, and this is one of those. All right, now, we got a lot to do. If you find yourself hearing something else like football, go to the stream, supertalk.fm, the Supertalk app. We'll be right here. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Every week, call 1-800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse, and on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi ended the 2023 fiscal year in June with nearly $700 million in surplus, according to a report from the Legislative Budget Committee. Senator Scott Delano, a member of the Appropriations Committee, says lawmakers have worked with leadership to curb spending as much as possible. Even in the times of this mass inflation that we've seen throughout our government, we've kept our, our budget 
um, within two to three, maybe 4% higher. Uh, when we know that there's actual real dollar costs are, are going up significantly. During fiscal year 2023, Mississippi collected $7.6 billion, 10% above the official estimate. That gives us the opportunity to provide the tax cuts where we give the money back to the people uh, that, are, that are actually earning it. And at the same time, we are taking care of government. Get ready for the Township Blues Festival, Saturday, November 11th, live from the Township at Colony Park, starring Cedric Burnside. With Brandon Taz Niederauer. I feel so paralyzed and you look right in my eyes and I never know just how to cry. Singleton, Jimmy Duck Holmes, and more. Get VIP and general admission tickets now at townshipblues.com. Michelob Ultra and Bush Light present the Township Blues Festival. Eight hours of great live music and fun. This is one you don't want to miss. Brought to you in part by Renova Roofing. Visit Ridgeland, Township at Colony Park, and Super Talk Mississippi Media. Get your tickets now. Townshipblues.com. This project is partially funded by a grant through Visit Mississippi. Toyota Mississippi President Eric Skaggs announced a $1.9 million commitment to implement the 4T Academy at New Albany and Union County Schools. This is a hands-on training program designed to place students directly into production jobs out of high school. Kip Eideberg with the Association of Equipment Manufacturers says that Mississippi is doing a lot of things right when it comes to workforce development. I would say that Accelerate Mississippi Uh, has established itself as the gold standard for workforce development. And Governor Reeves deserves a lot of credit uh, and and his entire administration deserves a lot of credit for leaning into the workforce issue. They've created an environment now in Mississippi that provides more pathways for many more people to find good family sustaining jobs. And that's that's a reason why manufacturers are increasingly looking at Mississippi. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The first Saturday in November finds the Ole Miss Rebels at home this morning against Texas A&M. 11 o'clock is the kickoff. 9 o'clock is the airtime this morning on the Ole Miss Football Network. The Rebels come into the ballgame at 7-1, 4-1. Texas A&M comes in 5-3 and 3-2. And and Mississippi State is at home for homecoming tonight against the Kentucky Wildcats. The Bulldogs come into the game four and four, one and four in the SEC, while the Wildcats are five and three and two and three in the SEC. Kickoff is set for six thirty at Davis Wade Stadium in Scottfield. Airtime is four thirty on the MSU Football Network this afternoon. And the Southern Miss Golden Eagles are at home against ULM. Both teams looking to break losing skids. ULM is two and six, zero oh and five in the Sun Belt. Golden Eagles are one and seven, zero oh and five in the Sun Belt. Kickoff is at three o'clock in Hattiesburg. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Superior. 
It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Basketball season will tip off. In fact, Monday night, the Ole Miss Rebels will welcome new head coach Chris Beard to the pavilion as they'll open the season against Alabama State Monday night. 7 o'clock tip-off in the pavilion, 6.30 their time on the Ole Miss Basketball Network Monday night. Also Monday night, year five, with Coach Jay Ladner and Southern Miss Golden Eagles come in as the Sunbelt Conference regular season champions. They return a pair of starters, Austin Crowley and Mo Arnold. Also, Coach Ladner's son, Bryson Hall, will join the Golden Eagle roster from Loyola, where they won the national championship in NAIA last year. And the Mississippi State Bulldogs, with Chris Jans in his second year, led the Bulldogs to the NCAA tournament last season and a 21 and 13 record they return all five starters for the bulldogs they'll open their season wednesday night against arizona state in chicago at the bar stool invitational eight o'clock is a tip-off wednesday night 7 30 airtime on the msu basketball network i'm dixon Wayne. this is super talk sports mississippi With your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in to the Garden Mama Show. Thank you so very, very much. You know, you got choices. You're on the stream with me this morning. That's really what means the world to me. I don't know about you. I am... uh, I'm a real big fan of pick your listening, pick your pick your events when you want them. I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't really think about it, but there are an awful lot of us who listen to things at different times of the day than anybody anticipates. So that's why we call it custom listening. Today's the Sweet Potato Festival in Vardam, Mississippi. Y'all sent plenty of pictures. I didn't have to send anything today. So we're looking. Yeah, I thought you were just uh, mad at me or something. (laughs) No, no, just looked around and said, you know, this is okay, but that's better. I love the peanuts. Those are just beautiful. I'm tell- I, I want to go just grab a bushel I know. of those things. I'm serious now. Now, you're not a boiled peanut fan. No, I'm a roasted peanut roasted person. Peanut. Yes. Now, have you ever ro- done that yourself? Like, roasted them yourself? Sure. Yeah, I, I've never done that. Oh, actually. fun. Like, take a bunch of green ones and turn them into... I prefer them to have been aged by the farmer, but mm-hmm. the roasting part, I'm happy to do. Yeah. Now, do you, this time of year, do you take? Do you like the pecans in the oven? No. With all the, you know, you just, no. I'm a walnut person. Walnut person. Okay. <laughs> I'm learning. Now, now, I, I'm, I have many, many times, pecans have been part of my life forever, of course. But if I'm going to bother to cook them, it's going to be walnuts. I will, I will be happy to sugar up some pecans and, you know, fill your Christmas stocking and all that sort of stuff. Christmas gifts for teachers and one thing or another. There's nothing nicer than that. My parents were both educators. And I have to tell you that if it could be eaten, it was a better gift than if it had to be put in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> so think about it. You know, roast up some pecans, yeah. roast up some peanuts, or bake up some pecans and, and do that for your teachers. Yeah, and don't folks. recycle the, um, the oh. fruit log thing. Oh, no, yeah, no, don't, no. Don't do that. Don't give no, them an no, apple. No. <laughs> no. 
give them some something like that. A little, yeah. little love. Don't recycle the scarf that you didn't like that somebody gave you that they got it from somebody else because they didn't like it. Hey, and the other thing, <laughs> if there's that. any folks that are uh, above the Mason-Dixon line that live here, it's not pecans. Oh, dear. Not no. pecans. No. Uh, right, okay. You it's, heard Nellie. It's P-U-H-K-A. It's P-U-H-K-A-H-N. It's pecan. Pecan. That's absolutely true. It's also time, though, by the way, if you're ready for a project, get yourself some paper white narcissus bulbs. Today's the day. If you want to be giving those as gifts for people or if you just want to be decorating your table and impressing everyone who comes over, frankly, you want to take them to the office and show off. This is the time to start the narcissus. Paper whites are the the bulb themselves, and you can also get one that's called tazit. Tazita, I think, Tazetta, and it's a, a golden flower, but they're both the ones that make a whole bunch of little flowers on one stem in the Narcissus family. They are, just like anything else, you can plant them in the yard. They'll be there for years and years. They're, they're a perennial. But the way we generally like to use paper white Narcissus is as this amazing flowering gift plant because you can do it yourself. You get the bulbs. You get a bag of some kind of gravel. I like the white kind of marbly looking gravel because I think it's pretty with the white flowers, but you can get whatever you like. You need a dish that's about three inches deep and has no drainage. Put in the, a layer of those, a layer of the gravel. Then set the bulbs in. You want them to be not touching each other, but very close together. Okay? And then fill up with gravel up to their shoulders. That's the point where the bulb begins to go upward. Put that in, water them once. Now, here's the crazy part. Put them in your closet. Put them under your house. Put them in your garage. Put them somewhere that's unheated but not frozen. Check on them. A few days from now, you'll go look. They may feel dry. You can put a little more water in there. But in about a week or 10 days at the most, they're going to sprout, and they will be white stems about three or four inches tall that's when you take them out of the treatment what you're doing at this point is suppressing the height that they're able to get in nature and you are also coaxing them or as they call it forcing them to bloom at a particular time in this case once those white stems are four inches tall the plant is ready the, the treatment has worked and you can bring it out and put it into a regular sunny window or you can wrap it up in foil and give it to somebody or whatever you want to do, they're ready to go. They will then go ahead. They will get twice as tall and probably a little bit more than that, but they won't be huge and flopping over. I have, I have raised, before I knew how to do this very well, I did it sort of sloppily. And as a result, one of the years, if you had been at my house at that particular open house um, for, for my, my friends and family, you would have found that I had a whole boatload of tall gold garbage cans. They were about 10 inches tall, and they were intended to be garbage cans, but I had put all of my containers of Narcissus, the pots of them, down inside of there, so they had the support of the side of the can. They didn't look great, but they didn't look terrible, and since they were at least two feet tall, the 10 inches did help keep them from flopping all over the place. Better to put them into a cold treatment and let them go ahead and become what is called etiolated, that is to say sprouting with white, with white tissue. That's what suppresses their height, and that's what you want to do. It's real, real smart. There are, oh, uh, the question about quince from the previous hour, I was reminded of this. There was a quince tree down the street from me. It is not there any longer. But 
literally because the quints fall off, there isn't any reason not to ask someone or put up a note maybe at the grocery store or somewhere where you know the the quince trees exist because that fruit is going to be the most successful source of seeds. But quince is also a tree that can be rooted from hardwood cuttings. So we're getting into the time when all the trees are going to lose their leaves, and then at that point, come around December sometime, you can take those 12-inch long cuttings from the tips of things like quince, Make a bundle of them, you know, take a couple of dozen of them and wrap them up together. Put the whole business into wet sand, preferably outside. We don't want the things to freeze, but we want them to stay cold. And that's a rooting chamber that you you will be surprised at how successful it is when you go to unwrap it all next spring. I'm not, uh, I'm never one to say don't eat strawberries. I, I have to admit I'm kind of picky about the strawberries that I eat having having once having once upon a time been the bee as a as a job I know the difference between good strawberries and ones that are have too much core or need too much sugar or any of those things but a really really good strawberry is quite a thing and frankly freeze-dried ones seem to do a pretty good job because they concentrate whatever sugar was in that fruit and then you turn around and use it for I don't know baking or salads or any of that kind of stuff. The University of Cincinnati has found out, and they are publishing in the journal Nutrients. I didn't know we had that one, but it probably is what I ought to check out. Back in 2022, so long ago, (laughs) how did they find this out so quickly? Well, they discovered that adding blueberries to some people's diets, particularly middle-aged populations, could indeed be very healthy for them. We talk about blueberries all the time, one of our big crops here in our state, about the whole, really, the antioxidant power of the blueberries, the the really good concentrated nutrients that they carry for us and really do a good job of of keeping us things, whether it's the anthocyanins, whether it's the antioxidant generally, anthocyanins are one of those, but the the antioxidants generally, they've all been uh, really helpful in both metabolic stuff, but also even some cognitive things. Well, now they're finding out the same thing about strawberries. And indeed, I think that uh, I'm probably going to be a blueberry fan more, not just because I grow them as a perennial plant, you know, a shrub in in my yard, but because when I find that I have strawberries, I end up with too many of them. And if I grow them or if I buy a flat, then it's you have to do something with them all. It's different. But the good news is that there are other things in the strawberries that further help with this cognitive, basically trying to hang on to all the cognition, cognition that we have. <laughs> Who does this sound like? A total of 30 overweight patients between 50 and 65 years old with complaints of mild cognitive decline were enrolled, and they studied all this. And by eating much more of the antioxidants, eating much more of the strawberries in this case, to, in addition to the anthocyanins, they, they were getting these other really delicious nutrients that are going to help, they hope, with this particular. If you start... A lot of people want to know, when do you need to begin to eat well? Some people will tell you, well, you need to do that when you were a kid. So, well, if you didn't, it's hopeless. That's not true. That's not true. You can absolutely give yourself the opportunity, whether you are what's considered middle-aged or 
even a little bit older, perhaps. Reduced memory interference often refers to less confusion of semantically related items and more like the overarching control in terms of pulling the words from one place and putting them to the other in the way you communicate. Pretty smart, pretty smart information. Good to know about all of that. I always have uh, been, I don't know, I don't want to go to Mars. Do you want to go to Mars? I don't want to go to Mars. Mm, what do you think? I mean, I, I don't, how long is it going to take? <laughs> It'll uh, take more than that. It's more than a few hours. It's going to take more than that. We've got something where I can, like, jump from here to there. We're not there yet. Yeah, if we're, you know, it, I'll go then. If we can get to warp drive. Yeah, not, I don't know about the whole year and a half in space and all that. I, mean, it, I don't think it's that long anymore. Yeah. Well, but what we have found. I'm, I'm outside of about a 10-hour drive. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just not. That's a good limit. Yeah. <laughs> that's from a, from that's here a good, to Virginia, basically. Virginia, exactly. Yeah. That, that's a, that's about good enough. I can do that one. Mars, I, can do that I don't one. know. The Curiosity rover has been there, as we know, for quite some time in publishing in geophysical research letters. The researchers have been been messing with their algorithm, basically. They've been examining what the data is that they've got, interpreting that to figure out what they're seeing, and now they can take the next leap into understanding to train the computer model to show us what's actually on the surface of Mars. That may sound like fantasy. It's not. We have actual physical things, you know, to, to hang on. And that's part of the whole deal. So the, the river corridors on Mars are something that we are now understanding do indeed exist. This, this new analysis says that much of the craters that we have identified could once have been habitable rivers. That changes a lot of how we look at it. We always talk about looking for water for the opportunity to have life as we know it. And the question becomes, what did we do? With, what happened? Where did it go? And where, where can we take it going now with the satellite data and the understanding of this model that shows us what was there? How do we get there? Well, we now understand that there are ancient river deposits. We're going to have to do a little bit more looking, a little more research, I think, to figure out uh, how that all works. <laughs> Raising Clinton. Um, oh, dear. Since the frost do, I still have to battle white flies. Oh, Ray, I'm afraid you probably do. But they have been such a persistent problem in the areas where they have gotten a start. I had um, I, I did find them in my garden and was able to do a little bit of work, but I have not had a, I've not brushed over them. I've hit the plants, but haven't run into them again since the cold weather. I hope that you will have found them to have gone into some sort of dormancy or hidden out somewhere for the winter. I doubt it, particularly because we're going to be right up. You know, they they multiply at eight day intervals in the same way that many of our other piercing and sucking insects do. The aphids do that, so many of the others do that. So because we have just had cold weather and now we have warm weather, I'm going to guess that we will have another outbreak of white flies and we'll just have to keep after them. This is the point where you have to start hoping that cold weather is going to help. But um, I, I used to have a neighbor who consistently would walk out around on, you know, somewhere before Thanksgiving and say, it's going to be cold enough this year, the fire ants are all going to die. We would laugh, pat her on the hand, <laughs> and say, not this year, <laughs> not this year. 
So anyway, that's that's part of that. I am happy to tell you that not only do we have really good information about water on Mars, it's things things you didn't think you would say. You know, the Beatles have a new song out. The Rolling Stones have a new record. Are, are you the a Texas fan of the Ranger, news? The Texas Rangers won they, the yeah, World Series. Yeah, wow. Things you never thought you'd 1961, say. 1961, <laughs> they've been waiting. It's a long time. There's five of five expansion teams left to have you know to win a World Series. So. And you can win a T-shirt from the Garden Mama Show if you can call and tell us who they are. Yeah, <laughs> then that can't. It has to be within the next 30 seconds, oh, yeah. so we know that you did not Google this. No, no, no. no. You can't Google this. Yeah. This is all in your own head. <laughs> Funny stuff. The good news for you folks, though, who are wondering how come we're paying so much attention to Mars. I do read this. I read letters and and opinion pieces. They're not usually comments on articles, but how come we're not going to the moon? And then the other people say, because they told us to leave the moon, you know. (laughs) Because the Martians. (laughs) Because the Martians said to leave. But one of my very, very favorite museums is the Field Museum in Chicago. Northwestern University, all that's a brilliant if you ever get a chance to go go don't even think about it just go i don't know anything about the university of glasgow but they have been working along with the field museum to make this particular atom probe tomography facility what that's right it has nailed down the age of the oldest crystal in the original samples taken from the moon when we did go there okay turns out the moon is 40 million years older than we thought In corollary research to that, we have found part of what created the moon in the center of the Earth. What? That's right. The remains of an ancient planet, my friends. You see why I brought this today? Because it all ties together, and it's one of those things that you will talk about over dinner, or if your team is losing the football game today. (laughs) You mean mean Earth's not flat? Now, I'm going to give you the Ruth Buzzy joke because you don't even know who Ruth Buzzy is, but you should. Everybody should, not you personally, but I mean, people people don't remember Ruth Buzzy from Laugh-In, but one of her jokes was, if the world was flat, the cats would have pushed everything off the edge of it by now. Okay, and you know that's true. You know that's true. (laughs) You know that's true. This is how we know the earth is not flat. (laughs) California Institute of Technology says that this is this is things you can't believe that, but they're true. The remains of an ancient planet, that's right, collided with Earth to form the moon. Those things lie deep within the Earth. So the moon is 40 million years older. Part of how it formed is deep within the Earth, and there's water on Mars. Okay, talk amongst yourselves. We'll be right back. business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll, MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff, MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. 
MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it. Propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. Mississippi loves high school football. And now you can stream tons of high school football games from across the Magnolia State each Friday night just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. That's supertalk.fm slash high school. And of course, on Friday nights during the season, there's always a game on your local Super Talk radio station. The season's on the line. When it comes to high school football in Mississippi, nobody does it like we do. We are Super Talk Mississippi. Securing America. The U.S. military hit facilities in Syria used by Iran's Revolutionary Guard late last week following several attacks by Iranian-backed proxy groups against U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan addressed the situation while appearing Sunday on ABC's This Week. We did respond. If attacks continue, we will respond. And I think the Iranians understand our message. However, many U.S. leaders remain quite concerned about Iran and its influence on the events taking place in the Middle East. House Foreign Affairs Chairman Republican Michael McCall of Texas on Fox News Sunday. We're seeing now the solidification of Russia, China, and Iran all together in this. They're all allies against the West and the United States. McCall also says President Biden has to get something concrete out of potential upcoming talks with China's Xi Jinping. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. Just like that muddy river moving slow, ain't no hurry, that's how life goes. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. It's Fox Wheels. The $5 billion partnership announced last year between Honda and General Motors to build affordable electric vehicles goes down in flames. The company is saying after extensive studies and analysis that they've come to a mutual decision to discontinue the program, a market that's also tanking in sales and production with automakers lowering expectations and shifting EV spending to hybrids. Ford and GM slowing the pace of EV and battery manufacturing because most consumers are sticking with gas-powered vehicles and automakers are losing billions. Lack of interest, the economy and high interest rates have also led automakers like Tesla to cut prices on electric cars to try and stay competitive. The best deal in town may soon be in an EV. They're piling up on dealer lots, so much so that dealers are turning new EV inventory away. That's Fox Wheels. I'm Jeff Manasso, Fox News.
chair dancing, guzzling coffee. We're having a big day here on the Garden Mama Show. We're glad you're here, too. Thank you very much. This is, of course, the time when, if you're hearing my voice, you're listening to the stream, or you might even be watching. Hello, <laughs> supertalk.tv. That's why we're a multimedia place. We've got lots of ways for listening, lots of things you can listen to, and we like that very, very much. Questions from the Garden Mama group on Facebook that did not have any uh, pictures with them sometimes get answered here, and today's a day when four of them will get answered. Cold weather and tomatoes. Obviously, the, the answer is cover them up or take them all off the plant and put them into a brown bag, brown paper bag in your house to ripen them. Or if you're like me, you forget about them and they're okay anyway. <laughs> some some are okay, some are not. So if you didn't take them in, go out and take a look this morning. You're probably going to see that many of them will be okay. But if you have parts of the plant that actually froze, you can go ahead and cut those off. That's fine. Bunch of holes in the yard. Brenda wants to know how did those things get there. I'm they look like armadillos looking for something to eat, but I could be wrong about that. So I'm suggesting that you take a shovel and dig up the area and see what you find. And, and I, I will. I've had that issue many times, and I've caught them doing it. Yep. And you got to kind of stay up a little late or get up real early, and yep. you'll you'll find your culprit. It's a strange. <laughs> it's really funny quiet. though because they 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 poke in a grid. They do. You know, <laughs> they yeah, absolutely they're so blind. I think. Well, they're looking for stuff, and if it didn't hear, it might be there. You know, so they take a step over to the right, and then they stick their nose in again. Sometimes they claw the hole, but most of the time it's a nose thing. So that's that's it. How do we decide when to uh, collect sunflower seeds from mammoth sunflowers? Generally speaking, whether that we've had like this, we're going to go ahead and add that as a bag and let them fall off and do that into the bag itself. And so you, you wrap it you can. and just shake it up and, mm-hmm. or, or just put and the bag under like it. This. When it's going to be rainy weather and you've got them just about to to make, we go ahead and cut them off, turn them upside down, and hang them somewhere that the rain can't get to them. But since it's been so dry, most of them have gone ahead and just made their seed. So all you're trying to do is collect it at that point. And it works. The good question for this particular day, what do we do with the Christmas cactus? And that is the picture I should have sent you because mine are in the house and butted up. I apologize. Next week they'll be even bigger, so I'll send that one. The good news is the cold weather that we had a few weeks ago did do a lot of help, and then the beginnings of the cold weather helped the Christmas cactus. One of my Christmas cactus is covered up in buds. The other one is trying to be. It has teeny tiny little, just you can barely see that they're starting to form. When you bring them inside, this is the point to do that. They don't need any more hot weather, and there's going to be plenty of that outside this this week across our south, across this whole south, actually. We're, we're in another one of those big lumps, you know, where it's warmer than everybody else kind of thing. So pay attention to them. Don't let them dry out. The thing about Christmas cactus is that they are one of the plants that does so much better when they're a little bit pot-bound, but in very, very lightweight mix. So if you see that the water runs right through them, don't worry about it. Just water them a little bit more often. Don't let the water sit in the saucer, though, okay, because they'll draw it back up, and that's never good. So give yourself the opportunity to to do that this week. And I don't think you're going to have any problems with them. This is going to be a beautiful year for them, I really believe. I don't know enough about seabirds. I've said this before. My vision has been bad my entire life, so I couldn't pick out individual 
acorns or leaves or anything on a tree until they were in my hand, until they fell off and I could look at them. And, and really and truly, birds are the same way for me. It's probably one of the reasons why Ken Hackman, our own bird man, is such, you know, I just have so much regard for what he does because he not only can see them, he can recognize how they sing. And I'm not, I'm not that good at that. You gave me homework when he <laughs> was sitting in for you, and I read every bit of that, and it was Thank extremely you. informative. I appreciate you sharing that. It's important that. stuff. I and, mean, he, and you printed it for me, too. I so did. that was, that you took that I'm the extra, person, extra I'm, I'm killing all the trees. Right. I'm killing all the trees. <laughs> but no, I found it to be fascinating, and there is quite a bit. To to read out there about how the birds and especially certain types you know learn their song how they test it exactly. how they bounce it off the other birds i found that to be really fascinating considering i love birds sit it's, out it's, and listen to the ducks all the it's time it's a jam session yeah you know, the it, owls, really it really is the coolest thing so mm-hmm. if you're fascinated go mm-hmm. back and uh, I, I might can find that or you may have that where it can be no, linked probably but, don't. yeah probably not you found that and here you go listen. i read it and moved it along but no i, I thought it was really cool <laughs> oh my goodness Rich's um, tomatoes made it in Kentwood. That's gorgeous. So glad of that. And he did find us on the stream. Anyway, the, the, the shearwater seabird is not something I know much about, okay? But I love this idea. I love that we can even know this. It's just so delightful. The Ecological Society of America's Journal, which for some reason is named Ecology, duh, has shown us the changes in migrations, frankly, much of which are put into place by the changes in the storms that the birds have to contend with. And in this particular case, a seabird biologist in in Japan put GPS, I love those those bio-loggers, to 14 adult streaked shearwaters. They're really weird-looking birds. But anyway... They were a small island near Tokyo, part of a study on species homing behavior. All right, that's what they were trying to figure out is how do they get back home. In September of that year, 2019, the typhoon Faxi, Faxi, rather, I'm sorry, barreled into southeastern Japan. They were able, through this data, to absolutely take the Jim Morrison song, Riders on the Storm, and turn it into reality. This was the sheer water seabird rode 11 hours, went over a thousand miles in this typhoon. And even more amazing, the GPS biologger did not fall off. They were able to collect the data. <laughs> Come on. That's just wonderful. Now we know a lot more than we did. It's possible. It's possible because shearwaters are strong birds. It could have escaped if it had wanted to, but apparently riding the typhoon was more efficient to wherever it was trying to go. And indeed, streaked shearwaters, streaked shearwaters, that's so hard to say, fly at very low altitudes. That's very efficient for them over open ocean. But, of course, if they go over land, it puts them in greater jeopardy. So being able... The way they land is not particularly graceful either. I mean, I'm telling you, these are odd-looking birds, and they're they are not um, they're not they're not elegant and they're not graceful. But as a result, that may have been why they wanted to keep up. They realized they were going farther and faster than they had done. Completed five in eleven hours. Come on now, this was transported a, a total distance of over one thousand miles. That's pretty good. Even if you're a bird, that's pretty good. Crazy stuff.
Let's see now. Can the seeds from my cherry tomatoes be saved if I take a tomato off the vine now? Hey, Kathy, yes, um, I need to send you a link, though, because there's a couple of different there, – there's there's basically two different ways to think about this. One is you take the tomato off when it gets fully ripe and is just about to let go from the plant. And if you're able to take the tomato at that point, then you basically just go plant it in a very loose mix of sand and soil and stuff, and you will get seedling tomatoes that will grow out of that that you can then turn around and transplant and keep and grow on until next year. Okay, that's the one way that works. The other way is more complicated and does involve washing the seeds and doing a, a two or three other steps to them. I don't know if you get my newsletter, but I did write about this at some point, I think, in June. But, Kathy, send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com, and I'll send you that other information. Because, yes, you can do that. It's just there's a couple of different choices about how to do it. And, obviously... Those are uh, if you're if you're on our 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 visuals today, we're looking at Kentwood beautiful Roma tomatoes and other ones. It looks like maybe Celebrity or another variety like that. Just just lovely, really pretty. So glad of that. There was another question this week um, about what when are you talking about tropical plants? I mentioned this the first hour. I'm going to mention it again. November thirteenth, eleven thirty a.m. Lakeland Yard and Garden in Flowood, Mississippi. We're going to talk about tropical plants, keeping them indoors, indoor gardening, tropicals, and a little bit more, actually. I do have some things I want to say about keeping your herbs going and some other things that that involve cold winter weather. So we'll be doing that and talking about it there. If you Let's see, what else do I need to tell you about? If you want to get on the list for T-shirts, send me an email with your mailing address to mamaonair at yahoo.com. We're... We have a we have a we have a, a group we have a nest we have a bowl with names and I'm I'm going to begin mailing next week so you'll be able to have some of that to appreciate us and we appreciate you wanting them and no they don't cost anything I've had so many people try to pay me for those shirts no no this is from me to you it's a gift we appreciate that very very much well I've been saving myself for this particular story because. There are always are things that you think you knew. There's stuff that you probably studied and took a test on, maybe even made an A. That would be me. But it turns out it's not true. So you have to reprogram your brain in addition, frankly, to your understanding of how things work. Sunflowers follow the sun, right? They're helianthus. That's the word helia means. It has to do with sun. That's why we... That's why they were named that in the first place. But the University of California, Davis, unfortunately, I do trust them because they do know stuff. They've taught me a lot over the years. Plant biologists said that they use a different novel mechanism than we previously thought. You really hate it when a professor of something like plant biology, okay, biology is not exactly a brand new science, but when someone says, This was a total surprise for us. You have to believe them. (laughs) Okay. Most plants do show some ability to move toward a light source, the phototropism. 
We had assumed, you know, you should never assume, but plant scientists had that the sunflower's heliotropism was based on the same basic mechanism that other plants use. It's governed by the molecule called phototropin, which was named because it does this, and it responds to light at the blue end of the spectrum. That's how it that's what it's triggered to move the flower the other way. Not so much. <laughs> Not so much. Sunflowers grow a little bit more on the east side of their stem, and that's how they turn. They push the head to the west by growing a little bit more on the east side during the day and a little bit more on the west side at night. So what they were able to find out is that it is indeed internal circadian rhythm that sunflowers are responding to to anticipate the sunrise and coordinate the opening of the florets in time with, mm -hmm, thank you very much, the pollinating insects at dawn. Come on. You knew it had to be tied up to that. You, if you even thought about it for a minute, you knew it had to have something. It couldn't just be this clever phototropism effect that we've studied all these years. There had to be another piece to it. And, in fact, here it is. Indoors, sunflowers grow straight towards the light. And, indeed, that, that moved the genes towards phototropism in their, their traditional way. But the ones that were grown outside express their genes entirely differently because they were actually in the environment where there was the, 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 the point of the plant was different. The sides of the phototropism were the same. That's how they know it's not that that was causing the trigger and the change in their behavior. Really very, very cool. Um, they have not quite figured out, because they have to do more research, of course. <laughs> That's how these things work. We got close, but now we got to do some more research and find out a little bit more about how this all works. Just fascinating. Sunflowers are very quick learners. You may or may not want to know this, but I find it fascinating. Some people, sometimes people will say to me, you know, they're doing all that stuff and they're manipulating those plants or those mice or those whatever it is that's in research. Yeah, that's true. And for the most part, we do that in order because to learn something that we do not already know. We're not just messing with the sunflowers, you know, for our amusement, although it's pretty amusing. We're messing with them to try and learn something. When the plants grown in the lab, the ones that grew straight toward the light, when they were moved outdoors, the first day they were out there, they began tracking the sun. They began expressing their genes in the other way. They began moving themselves in the other direction. I love that. I think that's just brilliant. Things you define in a, a growth chamber sometimes don't work, but this, in this case, they did. Oh, Rich has got bananas in the greenhouse. Come on. That's pretty. When we grew bananas outdoors in South Louisiana when I lived there for a very long time, I have to tell you it was always fun to go out and get the dry cleaning bags, which also don't exist anymore, and wrapping them around the bananas <laughs> to help them keep a little more sunlight in them. Sometimes you'd get a ripe banana. Sometimes you wouldn't, but it was always fun. Pretty, pretty picture, Rich. Thank you very, very much. More texts, more phone calls. More Garden Mama coming up.
This is Ernie Johnson Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Thunder and lightning from Super Talk, Mississippi. Very pleased to be joined at this time by Mississippi State head football coach Zach Arnett. What's something you've learned about being a head coach that surprised you that you did you didn't know was going to be the case? It's not quite as fun as just being the defense coordinator, but <laughs> I'm a little offended as, as head coach. I couldn't even get an invite into the podcast. So clearly, oh, I, see okay. I, oh. clearly I see where I land on your totem pole. Of All right, now, now we're going to be throw somebody under the bus here. Get the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Gianna Jalosi with your Fox True Crime Minute. A man accused of shooting and killing a Maryland judge has been found dead. Pedro Argote allegedly killed Maryland Circuit Court Judge Andrew Wilkinson after Wilkinson awarded custody of Argote's four children to his wife. Argote's body was found in a wooded area of Williamsport, Maryland, about a mile from where the 49-year-old abandoned his car after the alleged killing a week prior. On October 19th, Judge Wilkinson granted Argote's wife a divorce and sole custody of their four kids after hearing testimony about abuse Argote had inflicted on the family. His wife says he once stuffed a towel in their baby's mouth. His adult daughter claimed to be confined to her bedroom. Argote didn't show up for the hearing, claiming he had a headache. That night, he allegedly showed up at Wilkinson's home in Hagerstown and gunned him down in the driveway. The local sheriff says Argote's remains will be sent to Baltimore for an autopsy to determine the cause, manner, and time of death. There's more on this story at foxnews.com. Subscribe to the Fox True Crime Podcast with Emily Campagno. I'm Gianna Jolosi with your Fox True Crime Minute. Thunder and lightning from Super Talk, Mississippi. Very pleased to be joined at this time by Mississippi State head football coach Zach Arnett. I'm a little offended as, as head coach. I couldn't even get an invite into the podcast. So clearly, oh, I, see okay. I, oh. clearly I see where I land on your totem pole. Of All right. Now, now we're going to be throwing somebody under the bus here. Get the show anywhere you listen to podcasts and catch Thunder and Lightning live on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on your local Super Talk Mississippi station, Super Talk TV, and on the Super Talk app. Fox on film. I'm Jane Fergus. There's a new number one at the box office this weekend. The horror film Five Nights at Freddy's made $78 million in ticket sales to lead the way. Can I uh, help you, officer? Have you met them yet? The movie is the best opening horror film of the year. In second place, the seemingly unstoppable Taylor Swift. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Her concert film of her tour made another $14.7 million domestically and has now made more than $149 million in North America and more than $203 million around the world. The Martin Scorsese film Killers of the Flower Moon finished third, making $9 million, bringing its domestic box office total to $40.6 million. The movie cost $200 million to make. Jane Fergus, Fox News. 
Yep. Get used to it. <laughs> as as the, the there used to be a thing called Burma shave signs. I have to admit, I'm I'm telling you this because somebody told it to me that, that you drive down the road and every so often there'd be another sign that said five miles to Red Rock or wherever wherever you were going, and and they would say it's coming. Get there, you'll get there in a minute, and then of course you'd pass the drive to wherever the place was, the turn toward, and then the next sign would say you missed it. You have to come back. So the question always is where where does all that go? Well, we're going somewhere with this, I promise. Well, I had a treat for you because I do want to be first at something, and I you know, don't doubt and, that. and I don't want to miss it. You, know, you, okay. you set this up perfect. You didn't know I was going to do this for you. No. But we're going to be the first at something here. Uh oh. No. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving yet. I knew you you were going to do that. You didn't even tell me, and I knew you were going to do that at some point. Had to be today because next week you're going to do it to everybody else. I was curious who would would, you be on the radio listening to, uh, and I haven't heard it yet. And so I I was like, man, you know, somebody's missing out on the opportunity to put out the jingle bell. I saw my first group of inflatable reindeer just yesterday. <laughs> so. Exactly. As soon as the Halloween went down, somebody exactly. was out there with the, turn it on, let's well, go, and, and we got to get it up. One of my neighbors has a penguin, and they took off of the orange hat and put on the green one, so I know that they've changed. Now, now that's how you do it. <laughs> Have different outfits for your inflatables and See, stuff. Why not? I I don't know anything about Norse sea serpents. I must confess. Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you about that. First, I'm going to tell you about perennial ryegrass. Um, Barton Vondren is saying that he's he's got 600 or so square feet. I think um, that he wants to plant with perennial ryegrass. What? How much do you buy? It's a good question. I keep telling you to plant it, and I don't tell you how much to get. It takes for overseeding and for an area that you don't want the mud to take over because it's bare ground. It takes three to five pounds, somewhere in that range, per thousand square feet. So my suggestion for something that's about 600 square feet is to go ahead and buy four pounds, spread two, because it is dry and because it may or may not come up at that point, then you'll have some in a few weeks that's already in your hand. You can go back out and fill in any areas that didn't come up or reseed the whole thing. I think you'll be fine with that. Pretty funny stuff. Have, have you ever played um, King of the Mountain or um, any of those games where you, you're always searching for the higher ground? Where I grew up, we had gullies. We had um, levees, and we also we had levees that went up. We also had gullies that went up. We had rivers down at the bottom of all that. So there was always a higher ground to get on to see if the others were were coming towards you, you know, if they were going to come and invade what whatever it was you were doing, or if they were coming along and you were going to be able to pick them off, so to speak. I grew up in a, kind of a wild place. I can't say that we ever shot each other, but, well, maybe they did, and I just don't know it. We did, however, learn not to point guns at people. That sometimes didn't have anything to do with the slingshots, though, <laughs> and... Something about elderberries and slingshots makes a real big mess. So we, there's a lot of things you can do if you have the advantage of height, if you have the advantage of being above whoever it is that you would like to perhaps exploit or take care of, do something to. University of Cambridge says, you're not the first ones to think of that. That's right. In studying chimpanzee communities in the forests of West Africa, we have understood that the warfare tactic of, frankly, 
we really never saw anybody but humans go to the high ground in order to get whatever was on the low ground into our control. But the chimpanzees do it. Of course they do. How do you think they live this long? Why do you think they get in the trees anyway? Come on, y'all. Show a little imagination. The tactical use of elevated terrain is considered unique to humans because we're so obsessed with how we think we're so different. Come on. I love it. Obviously, the chimpanzees and other other mammals, other mammals do watch out. If you've ever um, been anywhere where there were large cats, they're always above you. If you go and you climb, you, you climb around in the mountains a little bit where it's really rocky, the mountain goats are not where you are. They're up above. They're watching to see if they can take advantage of you as you come along and do something dumb. So anyway. Well, squirrels are good at it. They're really good at it. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and bombing you. At the same, they're like having fun with it. They're not just up there watching. No, no. They're, they're no, actually they're, they're there antagonizing to take, you. They would like to take revenge on me for my very existence. And that's unfortunate. But they do. They do. And even so, I, I, have, I have wild areas. I've got plenty of, you know, every kind of anything that might just show up and grow. I'll, I'll leave for them in parts of the property. But that's not enough. They want to be up, like, in my backyard, up in the, the courtyard trying to get to me. So something else. Oh, dear. Paula from Dentville. Yeah, thank, I, you, Paula. thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. I'm glad you see the sense of humor in this. <laughs> Paula's, yep, two-month-long Christmas season, all the songs. Yeah, by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, come on, man, get out of this. this Can is we just please replay. hear, what do you do on New Year's Eve? Can we please hear some other... We hear Etta James, you know, somebody else. You'll even be ready for Monster Mash after no. two months of, of <laughs> Christmas done. music. I'm so done. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is pretty rich. This is really nice. See, I have another connection to UC Davis through him. That's. I learned everything I know about growing grapes and making wine from UC Davis. You can see how helpful that was to me in my career. But still, it was very interesting at the time. Very, very interesting. I'm going to save this for the end. I don't know. It, so, somebody take the, take the radio away from my cats. We've now begun to understand cat evolution. The people that are brave enough to study this are certainly not me, but Texas A&M says that they have discovered the, to explain why cats evolve into different species but that they're really not very different. You understand it's because cats decided long ago that they indeed are perfect. They had nothing to do with us. Human input was not necessary at all. And if they could have just developed thumbs, we would be at their mercy. Okay, you know it's true. Our findings will open for door open doors for people, they said, studying behavior. Yeah, I'll bet it will. <laughs> lots and lots of it. They try to figure out how come cat chromosomes um, really do have the, uh, are more stable than other mammal groups. We don't, they don't, they're not as many variations. You may have noticed this the last three or four years or so. There have been more tuxedo cats in my neighborhood, and it's not because anybody had a tuxedo cat. They all came from somewhere. There's, there's a, 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 an influx. For a time, they were all tabby cats. Now they're all this, but it, it's an interesting thing. Genetic variation does lead to different species, but they're not, the cats are really not very different. From the lions to the ones that I can tell you right now are asleep in my bed, <laughs> there's not much difference. <laughs> absolutely not much difference. Some research has been done on um, starfish that's pretty interesting. I don't, I don't know if I'm not going to get to this today, but I think it's really interesting to, to figure out 
where the brain is in some creatures. We, we understand, of course, about the octopus having eight brains. When now we, we get that. We didn't used to understand that. Now we get that. turns out that starfish actually have brains. Their entire body is a brain, essentially and effectively, which kind of makes it hard to understand how they do anything else. But there's at least one in each limb in the same way that there are in the octopus. And that's what, frankly, keeps them alive. And it's also... I would presume, I didn't, I don't know this, but I would presume it's how come they can indeed regenerate. Um, That's the thing we always know about them is that they can, in fact, regenerate. I'm down with the regenerate. Now, I'd like for us to figure that out. If we could just figure that out. Mm -hmm. One thing for you, no comment necessary, but you all can look this up and we can talk about it next week if anybody's brave enough. New research suggests that rats have an imagination. And with that, the end of the Garden Mama show is here. Come back again next week. We'll do it again. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. for the Township Blues Festival, Saturday, November 11th, live from the Township at Colony Park, starring Cedric Burnside. With Brandon Taz Niederauer. I feel so paralyzed and so bright in my eyes and I never know just how to cry until I... Ghost Town Blues Band. Singleton, Jimmy Duck Holmes, and more. Get VIP and general admission tickets now at TownshipBlues.com. Michelob Ultra and Bush Light present the Township Blues Festival. Eight hours of great live music and fun. This is one you don't want to miss. Brought to you in part by Renova Roofing. Visit Ridgeland, Township at Colony Park, and Super Talk Mississippi Media. Get your tickets now. TownshipBlues.com. This project is partially funded by a grant through Visit Mississippi. Media Minute with Howard Kurtz. Mike Pence dropped out of the presidential race over the weekend saying, The Bible tells us there's a time for every purpose under heaven. It's become clear to me that it's not my time. Translation, he was running out of money and couldn't get out of the single digits in the polls. Now, he was always a long shot. The former VP, who on January 6th said he did not have the authority, which was true, to block the Electoral College certification of Joe Biden, angered many people who really wanted President Trump to remain in office. The people who admire what he did didn't like his four years of service to Donald Trump. And as he tried to establish himself as his own man, I think that was the reason for part of his campaign, he also wasn't able to show why anyone who liked the Trump-Pence record shouldn't vote for Donald Trump. With your Media Minute, Howie Kurtz, Fox News. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.